Praise the Lord, this is Bill McMurdo and this is Kingdom Wealth Podcast. We are continuing to have a look at end times provision, provision in these end times. And we're looking at Isaiah chapter 60, so let's go back into it. Let's look and see what is really happening in the nations right now and is going to happen. Arise, shine, your lights come, it says... And the glory of Yahweh is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and deep darkness, gross darkness, the people. But Yahweh will arise over you, and his glory will be seen upon you. The nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Now, we, we saw this in our last podcast and I want us to look at it. Verse 5 says, Then you shall see and become radiant. Your heart shall swell with joy. I'm reading here from the New King James. Because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. Now that's talking about the economy. That's talking about the world's economy. The sea is a metaphor. It's sometimes uh, referred to as many waters, like in Revelation chapter 17. The harlot sits upon many waters. The many waters of the sea is speaking about the world system, the system that we live in, the economy that is in the earth right now. And it says, that shall be turned to you. Now, I've always taught this prior to uh, this current crisis, this uh, pandemonic, as I call it, that's going on in the nations. And it's always been about that the world economy will be turned to us. What it's talking about, the abundance that's in it. It's talking about wealth transfer. Peter Wagner uh, wrote a book on this uh, not that long before he passed away uh, about the great end time wealth transfer that was going to take place. And of course, that's at the fall of Babylon. And here it is here in Isaiah chapter 60, where it says, the abundance of the world economy shall be turned to you or converted to you. It'll, It'll be what you could call a turning of the tide. The tide will turn. That right now all the money is flowing to, well, really, quite honestly, a, a, a small group of billionaires who are directing things on this planet. But, but you know, the money is going to the ungodly. But the wealth of the wicked, the Bible tells us, is laid up for the just. The wealth of the sinner man is laid up for the people of God. But there'll come a time at the end, at the fall of Babylon, there's going to be a great end-time wealth transfer. And then it says, the wealth of the Gentiles or the wealth of the nations shall come to you. And we looked at that in our last podcast where we we looked at it as being, in the King James, it says, the forces of the Gentiles shall come to you. And that word forces or wealth here is the Hebrew word kyle. Now, you ought to go study this. I said it yesterday, I'll say it again. John Eckhart's book, um on Kyle is something you really need to get hold of to see exactly what Kyle means. It's not just physical treasures, wealth, stocks, shares, money, but it also is really about resources, and that includes human resources. The word forces here can can mean armies, it can mean multitudes, it can mean hosts of people. And, of course, we're believing for a great end-time harvest, of souls coming into the kingdom of God. And let me just say this, if you're truly converted, truly born again, truly regenerated by the Spirit of God, you are going to bring everything with you 
when you become a Christian. All the wealth, all your possessions, you know, you're going to add that to the kingdom of God economy. And it's coming in these last days that there's going to be such a divide between the two uh, systems, the world system, which will be taken over by Antichrist, and you'll need a mark to buy and sell. But there'll also be God's kingdom economy. And they just won't be able to stop you prospering. They won't be able to stop you because you will be a magnet for wealth. I've got a book, You're a Magnet for Wealth. You need to get a hold of that. It's an e-book. Please contact us, kingdomwealthministries at gmail.com. We'll get that to you, okay? Because you need to see that you are the last day's temple and that you magnetize the wealth of the nations toward you. So you need to you need to understand that, and like I shared in the last podcast, um, it's it's all about people bringing their money to you, people bringing their money, and it's not just to you as an individual, but you as an individual will benefit from this, but you as God's ecclesia, as God's people, as God's Zion, as the kingdom of God. In other words, us collectively will see people coming in, and I believe people will get saved who got tons of money, tons of assets. And there's going to be this great end time battle. Now, I could tell you a story right now. I won't get into it. But I remember uh, reading a prophetic message saying that the last great uh, battle on earth will be uh, in the money realm, in the economic realm, and it will be a transfer of wealth that's going to take place. And there's going to be a battle between these two economic systems, the kingdom system of God versus the beast system of Antichrist. And there's going to be a, a suction, a sucking, if you like, of wealth from the kingdom end, taking the wealth away, plundering the wealth of the wicked, if you want to call it that. Just let's be blunt, that's what it's going to be. And it's not going to be done in an unjust fashion or, you know, we're, we're not going to be robbing banks. <laughs> but we are going to be plundering the wealth of the wicked because God wants the wealth of the wicked to come to the righteous. That's a principle in Scripture, that the wealth of the sinner man is laid up for the true people of God. So I want you to, to get plugged into this, folks, because it's so vital to your development at this time as, as a member of God's remnant. Now, this isn't a message, I have to say this, this is not a message for anybody other than the remnant, because if you're not in the remnant of God, you're not really going to be walking in this. You're not really going to be functioning in this. This is for remnant folks. I have to say that. So you need to be in the place with God where you understand and know that you're a remnant saint. The remnant simply means you're sold out. You're not part of the rump. And, you know, God is going to have a massive harvest of souls and wealth in these last days, but he's not doing it through the rump. He's not just doing it through any old church or any old group. He's doing it through remnant saints, which are sold out people for Jesus. Because if you're not sold out in these days, one, you're not a remnant saint, but secondly, you're not really any use. You know, you know that Jesus says, many will come to me in that day. He's talking about the end times. And they'll say, Lord, Lord, we did miracles. We did such and such in your name. And he'll say, depart from me. I never knew you. Now, you know a lot of these people that are shunning the prosperity message, that are shunning, um, oh, well, God doesn't want us rich, all that junk. They are defying the will of the Father 
which is that the kingdom of God in the last days, the mountain of the Lord's house will be exalted above all other mountains. Now, we're not to be covetous. We're not to be greedy. We're not to be love of money people. But we are to be masters of money. We are to be masters of wealth. We are to be doing business till he comes. And that means quite literally doing business. It means handling and stewarding resources and finances for the purpose of advancing the kingdom of God and reaching uh, the poor and blessing the poor and lifting them out of poverty, destroying systemic poverty, but getting souls saved. In other words, being the ecclesia, the governmental assembly of God in the earth and stewarding wealth, resources and all the things that are needed to see the nations become the footstool of our Lord and Master, the Lord Jesus. So he's saying here in Isaiah, it's a prophetic message for the last days, particularly to the people in the isles, the ends of the earth. Uh, Isaiah refers to these people quite a bit. And he says, the wealth of the nations shall come to you. He says that all those from Sheba shall come, they shall bring gold and incense, they shall proclaim the praises of the Lord. But look what it says here in verse 9. Surely the isles shall wait, or the coastlands shall wait for me. The ships of Tarshish will come first. And I could get into talking about that, but it's a whole, take me off in a whole different direction. To bring your sons from afar. That's, that's talking about spiritual sons. That's talking about descendants. That's talking about us having a harvest of children for the Lord, children of God, sons of God, that we bring into the kingdom. So it's talking about end time harvest. And he says, their silver and their gold with them to the name of Yahweh your God. He's talking about descendants of Abraham here. He's talking about spiritual sons. I believe that dimension is easily uh, found here, that you're going to have sons and daughters coming. And they're going to be nursed at your side, they are come from afar. And we, we already see that in Britain in particular here today. The Americans see it too. People coming from afar to these nations that are supposed to be nations of liberty and so on. And they're not. They should be, but they're not. There are elements of it. And of course, that system's been set up because of the Christian foundations that are in America, the Christian foundations that are clearly seen here in the British Isles. But we've departed from that. So there's two things going on here. There's our purpose and our destiny as godly nations, as nations raised up by God. But there is also this other side going on where the Babylonian system, the Antichrist system, and Antichrist in our governmental systems have infiltrated and tried to turn us away from God's purpose. Read Psalm 2, you'll see it all there. The leaders, the kings, the national rulers of the earth, they want to throw off that Christian dimension to our very foundations and identity as Western nations, particularly Britain, America, Canada, and of course, also even Australia, New Zealand, although they're not Western nations in terms of geography, they, they are very much part of uh, that um, culture of godliness and Christianity that came, of course, from the fountain here in Britain and in America. So what we're talking about here is that God is speaking and addressing to the purpose he has for these nations, and he's saying the wealth will come to you. Now, I believe there's a national dimension to that. 
And you could also say that much of it, or a good bit of it, has been fulfilled. But there's an end time thing going on here that runs alongside, parallel to Revelation 18, the fall of Babylon, and all that wealth that's in that system in one hour, in one day, will come to nothing because it will be transferred, because there's a suction pull on it. There's a magnetic attraction for that coming from God, drawing it to his people. And I believe that the Christian people... Uh, Christian peoples in these lands of Britain, in America, Canada too, and in other nations, that God is taking the wealth from the world system and handing it to faithful stewards among his people so that Mount Zion will rise in the earth and rise above all other mountains. And we've been talking a lot about that um, in our little uh, remnant group that we have, and it's, it's a growing group here in Glasgow, here in Scotland, where we're talking about God's purpose here in Scotland, which is to bring Zion forth and Zion shine forth and destroy the covering that's over all nations. And that covering is a financial and economic covering, which right now we see, you see, the devil wants to make people poor. Poverty is of the devil. And we see this with this attempt to bring communism and to bring... A loss of liberty and talking about doing away with people's cars and uh, certainly the destruction of livelihoods and jobs and businesses that's taken place in the last 18 months. We see the devil's plan is to make people poor and to make themselves indentured slaves. But God's purpose is to make you like Abraham. And Abraham had a billionaire stroke trillionaire blessing upon him that Abraham had so much stuff that he had to hunt a territory, a land that he could hold it all. It's like... You having too much stuff for your three, four, five bedroom house, you need a bigger house. Why? Because God has blessed you with the blessing of Abraham. So it's a happy condition that you need to find that your territory is enlarged, that your dwelling place is bigger. Why? Because the blessing of Abraham will always multiply you and increase you. And you know, it's not about just so that you have lots of stuff and you're a big tycoon. It's about that you are enriched and blessed to be a blessing. And that's what this Isaiah 6 is all about. He's talking about blessing the people of God so that they can be the fount of supply in the earth rather than relying on the billionaires who are making all that money for themselves, hoarding the wealth and just releasing it piecemeal here and there. Because if you bursted up all the wealth of the wicked and put it in the hands of the righteous, you would never need to worry about a whole bunch of stuff again. Because the righteous would make sure that the wealth was put into areas, whether that be education, health, and so on, that would lift the poor man out of his poverty, that would go towards true healing rather than big pharma, which is just really all about plugging people into the cash cow of medicine and drugs uh, rather than really seeking cures. Just like with this latest uh, stuff that, <coughs> excuse me, that's going on just now, where simple cheap medicines can, <coughs> pardon me, simple cheap medicines have great effect, we're told, on this virus that's going around, this pandemic or pandemonic as I prefer to call it, uh, but you know they want these expensive uh, vaccines which seem to be quite deadly for some people. But anyway, we're not going to get into that. We know what's going on. 
we're talking here about what God's purpose is in all this, which is to break up the Babylonian economy, which benefits the unsaved, wicked uh, merchants of the earth <coughs> and their puppet rulers over nations and redistribute it back into the hands of God's Zion, God's Ecclesia, God's kingdom people. So Isaiah 60 tells us of this. Now it says here that uh, the, the sons will come from afar, the silver and the gold with them, to the name of Yahweh, your God, and to the Holy One of Israel, because he's glorified you. It says, the sons of foreigners shall build up your walls. And what that means is, is that people of other um, allegiances will be pretty much forced to serve God's kingdom purpose. Okay? Now, that's not to say that, you know, we're going to impose stuff on them. God will. In other words, God's going to set up the system. So, and these people will be blessed. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's, they're not going to be, uh, you know, living horrible lives of slavery. It means that people will be liberated from the systems that they've come from, the darkness that's in where they've originated from, and they'll come into the light of the gospel. Now, that, that's not just talking about necessarily about people from other lands. Uh, it's talking about people that have come from darkness. You see, Isaiah chapter 60 says that this light and the glory of God is going to rise in the darkness. There's darkness over every nation. You know, we used to talk about the darkness of heathendom here in Britain. And that, that sounds you know quite racist in today's woke culture. But really, what we're saying was, and, and you know, we're saying that our civilization was superior to them. But the truth is, it's because of the gospel. That that's the true reality of it. Is that what 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 we're saying here is that certain cultures, for example, ones that oppress women, ones that um, have slavery as part of it, and so on. Now, those cultures are all over the world, and some of them are here in Britain, some of them are in America, and other Western nations. Let's not kid ourselves, you know, but it's darkness v. light. And we as Christians believe that the light of the gospel will liberate women in particular, liberate people from economic bondage and poverty, and release them into the true blessing of Abraham. The blessing of Abraham, let's remember, is for all nations. It's for every family on earth. Go and read about it in Genesis uh, chapter 12 and other places. The blessing of Abraham is a blessing for every family on earth, which really means it's a blessing for everyone. And so what we're talking about here is not some harsh, uh, Bible-thumping, you know, breaking of people so that they become mindless slaves of Christianity. That's not what we're talking about. You see, that's what the world would have you believe. Uh, that's what the world portrays Christians as, intolerant um, nasty, horrible people. But we're, we're simply, and by the way, the blessing of Abraham was uh, long before Jesus walked the earth and people were walking in it. And you can walk in it by being a child of God. And the only way to become a child of God in this era is, of course, be through being a follower of the Lord Jesus. So we're unashamed in proclaiming the Christian message. We're not hiding it, we're believing it.
because the true Christian message is a liberator from poverty and darkness and oppression and bondage and slavery and all that stuff that goes with the world system. When it's given its free reign, which it seems to be right now, we actually see the wickedness of it, we see the futility of it, the, the stupidity of it, the foolishness of it, the folly of it, because God's system will make you healthy, wealthy, wise, and bless your family, and bless society, and bring peace. The end result of a kingdom intervention in the earth is always peace. Righteous government always brings peace. But men sometimes would rather throw off peace and live in turmoil. And the Bible says in Psalm 2, why are the nations in turmoil? Why are they in a tumult? Why are they full of vanity and futility and nonsense? Because the rulers have thrown off or trying to throw off the rule of God. And we need to embrace the rule of God. We need to embrace the Lordship of Christ. And the result is Isaiah chapter 60. And it says here, Sons of foreigners shall build up your walls. Their kings, their leaders shall minister to you, means they'll serve you. For in my wrath I struck you, but in my favour I have had mercy on you. Watch this. Therefore your gates shall be open continually. Now, it says here, they shall not be shut day or night. Does that mean that there's a web, an online, an internet dimension to this? I believe it includes that. Remember, these are prophecies for the last days. That men may bring to you the wealth of the nations and their kings in procession, or in triumphal procession, meaning that you've conquered them. You see, we don't conquer through aggression and violence and starting up a militia and, you know, armies and terrorism and all that. We don't conquer that way. We conquer through the message of God's word. And God is love. So we conquer through love. We love mankind. We love the nations. We love God's creation. And so we conquer through love. Okay? Faith worketh by love. Faith is energized. And it energizes love. Okay? So love is foundational and central to all we're doing here. And it says our gates will be open continually that men may bring to his wealth. In other words, the wealth is pouring in and flowing in ceaselessly and consistently and in a rapidly increasing superabounding way. Now you need to believe that, brothers, sisters. You need to believe that God is prospering you and adding to you and increasing you and multiplying money to you and that you're supposed to be a steward of that and become a multiplier of money for the kingdom. And a multiplier of souls, because they're also part of the wealth or the forces or the kyle that he's talking about here. We're supposed to increase. You know, it says here in the beginning of Deuteronomy, it says the Lord increase you a thousand times more. Wouldn't it be great to say that you brought a thousand people in the next year to the Lord? Think about that. If 10 people did that, that's 10,000 people this year in Scotland. I'm talking about in Scotland, just alone. 10,000 extra Christians. How many churches could be created and filled with that? Think about this. We need to be people with increase on our mind. You say, but we're living in the end times. What about all the pressures? What about more than ever then? We need to be people with increase on our mind. Amen. So then he says, the nation kingdom which will not serve you shall perish and those nations shall be utterly ruined. Then he goes on. <coughs> I want you to see here in Isaiah. I want you to read Isaiah, folks. I, I encourage you to do that. Read Isaiah over and over and over. Read it daily. Read it several times a day. Get it on 
YouTube or something and just put it on loop as much as you can. Just listen to it over and over. Let these words uh, sink in, into your spirit, man, and build faith and build vision for the culture that God has in mind for us that is world-transforming. Okay, you say, well, you know, what about the beast? Well, what about the beast? What about Antichrist? Well, what about him? What about Babylon? Well, read Revelation 18. Babylon doesn't have much of a future. You see, we need to be kingdom of God-minded. We need to be uh, conscious of the kingdom of God economy and not conscious of the Antichrist economy. The revelation God wants you and I to have is of the victory and triumph and overwhelming, uh, just complete and absolute success of the Lord Jesus Christ on earth through you and I as kings and priests in the Melchizedek order of things. And we need to have a Melchizedek economy mind set rather than, oh well, we're going to have the mark of the beast, we're going to be rummaging through bins, you know, we're going to be hiding in caves. Stop all that. Stop the fear. And start to build your faith in what God said. And you know, the blessing of Abraham hasn't left. God's power to get wealth, which establishes his covenant through Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, the Abrahamic covenant, God's power to get wealth. And if you go and study that out between Deuteronomy chapter 8 and Galatians chapter 3, you'll see that Jesus Christ on the cross took the curse so that the blessing would come upon you. Jesus Christ is God's power to get wealth because Jesus Christ is the person who ratifies the covenant God made with Abraham. The covenant God made with Abraham is not just, oh, well, that's an old thing, we don't need to bother about that. No, it comes upon the nations because Jesus became the curse. Go and study it out for yourself. The blessing of Abraham. If you're blessed today, you need to be blessed with faithful Abraham because if you're of Christ, then you're Abraham's seed. And God wants the blessing of Abraham upon your life and mine. That didn't go away just because they come up with this idea of let's have a pandemic and let's have a vaccine and let no man buy and sell without all that. You know, they're going to try this stuff on all the time. This may be the end times and it may be that time or we don't know. But the spirit of Antichrist is always there anyway. It's just got a little bit stronger and released a little bit in recent times. Now, whether this is us coming into the end of the end times, I don't know that anybody really knows. But we recognise, you know, John spoke about this. He says, you know, you've heard that Antichrist shall come, but... Even now, he says, there are many antichrists. In other words, you don't need to look for who's the end-time world dictator that so many of the futurist people are looking for. You just need to say, look, antichrist, well, we recognise it. He is antichrist that denieth, that hateth the Father and the Son, that, that, that rejects the Father and the Son. He is antichrist who denies the Father and the Son, who totally rejects out of hand God the Father and God the Son. Well, that's Sam too. That's the leaders of the earth. They're all antichrist. Unless they personally have received Jesus or they have a heart that is soft toward God. Now, you might say, what about this guy Trump? Look at all his flaws. Look at all his faults. I believe he was a man with a heart that was soft toward God. And we need leaders like that. Anyway, I want to encourage you 
that God has a kingdom economy that he is in the process right now of setting up in the earth. He wants remnant people to be part of it. He wants you to understand that warring in the economic realm is a big, big part of what's going on right now. And you need to be uh, instructed. You need to be clued up on this. You need to understand the times and the seasons. And you need to understand that you're called to this economic and financial dimension of warfare, which is arguably the most important part of it all. Because go read the fall of Babylon. It's an economic collapse. Amen. And it has political ramifications and it has... You know, it, it has repercussions that send shockwaves. So what's really going on there? Is, has God uh, sent a laser beam and eliminated all the gold and silver on the earth? Has he destroyed loads of houses and properties? No. So why are these? Why did it say that their great riches has come to naught? Because a wealth transfer has taken place. And a big part of this, I really want to get into this here. I may get into it uh, next time, but I, I do want to say something about it which is this, their gold and their silver with them. The end time economy, the kingdom of God, the glory shall be seen upon you. Well, gold is physical glory. It's all about the gold and silver, folks. Okay? Uh, next time, I think, we'll look at Haggai, the end time temple. Okay? You are a magnet for wealth because you are the end time temple. And the end time temple of God is a magnet for the gold and silver. Yahweh is standing inside you right now or sitting inside you, to be more accurate, I would say, because Yahweh's always at rest, because he's seated. He, he that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. He's seated in the heavens, and he's seated in you. Amen. And he's saying, the gold and the silver are mine. So if you'll allow him to speak in you and be conscious of it, it means that will magnetize gold and silver towards you. Oh, my, I'm, I'm getting so happy preaching here. And, and you know it's good preaching. Get in touch and let me know it's good preaching. Amen. Because it's, it's so powerful. The gold and the silver belong in the temple. Why? Because they belong to Yahweh. And he's in his temple right now. Jesus is seated in you right now. The Holy Ghost, the Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost are in you right now. And they're magnetizing the wealth of the nations towards you because the gold and silver belong to our God. And you are the temple where they live. And, and he wants to jack up the temple. Okay? He wants to he wants things in your life to be far higher level of supply than they are right now. Not just so that you can be JRU, and if you're old enough to remember who JRU is, not just so you can be some rich tycoon but so that you can be a conduit through which he can raise the poor man out of his dunghill and put him into palaces so that you become a vessel of supply that God can use to break poverty off the lives of many people and create a kingdom economy and culture and mindset in the earth that will completely destroy Babylon, Antichrist, and Leviathan and the beast system and all the names that God has for that foul system. Well, Lord, uh, folks, it's been a privilege again to bring this podcast message to you. This stuff is what I teach and preach, have done for many years. And I'm so blessed of God to get into it in a very serious manner now because we're living in the times where this is more relevant than ever. You know, it's, it's tempting to say, well, you know, 
we ought not talk about money and stuff like that because it's the end times. No, we need to talk about money more than ever because Jesus spoke about money a lot. And where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So we need to be people who understand that the end times is not about the Antichrist taking over the planet. It's about the Antichrist trying to make sure that God's kingdom economy doesn't win. And sadly for him, but wonderfully for us, the Bible's already recorded what's going to happen, which is Babylon will fall into the sea and the abundance of the sea shall be turned to thee and me. Amen. The Lord bless you folks. Till next time on the Kingdom Wealth Podcast. I'm Bill McMurdo, and I'm saying bye just for now, but be blessed, be mightily blessed, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.